Uh, huevos Rancheros, man. King mm. of breakfasts. Oh. I don't know. I've never been one for waffles, pancakes, yogurt, bacon, bananas, any of that stuff. I think you should say El Rey de breakfast. That's a good point. Yeah. I would accept that. I would. I, you'd, you'd be like, still wrong, but at least cute. Oh, what's your king of breakfast, Mr. High and Mighty, correcting me on whether I should or should not pronounce Spanish? I'm so surprised that... Huevos Rancheros <laughs> wouldn't be your king of breakfast too. I love Huevos. Uh, I have, not, and I think it's a great choice. I just, I'm just hesitant to crown a king, given that it's such a competitive field. Like, there's just yeah. so many all stars that I would just hate to. I don't want anyone. They're all, they all win. Yay! Okay. Breakfast, but breakfast yeah. democracy for you. Yeah, uh, more of a it's republic. Plurality. Yeah. <laughs> I want to start doing, Chris, what you do with uh, latkes for us, which revolutionized the game, is uh, uh, my buddy's really into waffles for the table or pancakes for the table. Oh, yeah. Because everyone wants a little pancake, but too many pancakes will weigh you down. So little pancakes, then a savory breakfast. I think that's a cool move. I go the other way. I get a waffle, and then I get a side of veggie sausage, and then I'm the happiest. Oh, I do love veggie sausage. Mm. I, you know what? If you, make, if you make a good vegetarian biscuits and gravy, that would be El Rey de breakfasts for me. Hmm. Kyle actually just crowned his this morning. What? In casual conversation, crowned his king breakfast this morning. Yeah, my my king breakfast might be my king meal. I think I'm ride or die for breakfast burritos. I used to be like, oh, breakfast burritos are really good, though. Yeah. I think I might like breakfast burritos more than any other, like, meal, dinner. I gotta say. Have you been to home state? Have you had a breakfast taco breakfast? Oh. We have. Breakfast and you taco? know what? We actually just yesterday decided that there is a better breakfast taco to be had than the one at home state. I mean, fine. Tell us about it. <laughs> I'm really just saying, is the, ta- is the burrito format chief, oh. you know, like, mm. is it the format or the flavor? Oh, I think it's the format and flavor. Because, like, breakfast tacos are good, but I need, like, at least three breakfast tacos. Yeah, the burrito. You can mix them. There's more in it, and you can fit more stuff in a burrito than you can on a taco. Fact. Since yeah. it's smaller, you can't have avocado and eggs and tomato and potatoes and bacon. Yeah, and stuff like it. I did have like some very large breakfast matters. tacos that managed that feat, but they're less portable and messier than the breakfast burrito format, and yeah, taste very similar. Cheating. It's like, well, this is sort of a taco and sort of something I have to eat off the plate once it falls out. It's of an open faced burrito. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. open faced burrito is not the same as a yeah as accidentally a deconstructed burrito. I when I was in Austin, I went to it was a random coffee shop that I happened to be near, and I had like that is I couldn't tell you what it was anymore. It wasn't like a place that had been recommended. They just had some breakfast tacos on the menu that were uh i like i texted megan at the time i tried to text her a picture of the tacos with the caption i've met somebody um and it didn't send the photo <laughs> oh that's no that's a terrible megan why are you still with him <laughs> I, don't you I don't remember this at all yeah. i probably just wrote it off as like whatever <laughs> yeah you're like, this is a yeah, weird joke <laughs> yeah Hey everybody, welcome back to Pack Your Mics. We're the Top Chef Podcast from the creators of Read It and Weep. My name is Alex. I'm here in our Portland studios with Megan. Hello. Ezra and his family are off taking care of a crying baby, so apologies for them. Uh, We might get to say hi to them at the very end of the podcast today, but probably not. If not, they will be back next week for sure. But Chris and Tanya are back from the road trip of Enchantment. They're back in Brooklyn, New York. Hey guys. Sup. And uh, we are also joined by our full LA crew, new Sarah, and uh, returning from the depths of mic problems. Welcome back, Kyle. <laughs> oh, it's so good to be back. It's so dark in that mic. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, you, we, you survived. We're glad to have the this uh, uh, team together because we are uh, off to the... I guess we're still in Telluride. We're off to staying in Telluride for the quick yeah. Friday. This is about season 15, episode 12 uh of top chef that we were talking about and uh it's big this is a drawn out finale so like i'm not sure how i should feel emotionally during all of this if i'm ready to get all excited or if it's just like kind of a slow drip of eliminations of people i like but we're kicking Mm. things off with a quick fire we're still in telluride and we've pulled off to the side of the road in what padma describes as the historic altacero family ranch but really looks like the altacero family does not know they're there uh, makes no <laughs> appearances. There's no signs. It's just the side of a highway. Uh, and we're there, and we've brought along a tent, four stoves, two voltagios, and an equal number of bull testicles and puns about testicles. Oh, my it's gosh. It's time. 
maybe more puns than possibly even more puns they were all about it uh including in the previews where padma said i hope no one's allergic to nuts like 40 times i heard oh her delivery of that line was just so perfect i really didn't mind watching it a bunch God, it was so good and then compare that to baby voltaggio having to say something about how this challenge takes takes balls balls, and he looked like he wanted to die (laughs) (laughs) really i mean any mirth really is like you know water on his wicked witch (laughs) is that a thing mirth is not a voltaggio (laughs) family tradition no, and Brian was sort of subdued and said, was he the one who's like, actually, guys, this is really important. Oh, my gosh. I think a road trip with those two would be probably my worst nightmare. <laughs> that sound a little stressful. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, high intensity, those voltagios. Um, and uh, at least, you know, Brian still looks like he does like he like like almost could smile like you could trick him into smiling. But little Volt, yeah. just pure vengeance in his eyes all the time. No. There's a Reddit thread off the Top Chef Reddit just called, Is Michael Voltaggio Unwell? <laughs> oh, no. I think it's just the, I mean, it's just the fact that he has that that skull on his <laughs> throat these days. Yeah, yep. and he's just pale and he's been working a lot probably. Well, you know? and he, uh, I don't know, I feel terrible about this because anytime someone's on TV, either they look too too fat or too skinny every time. You're like, well, I haven't seen you in a few years. And like, I don't know, people change, their faces grow and shrink. I'm sure he's sure. doing fine. The skull on the I neck, though, that was a choice. I think he's physically healthy. I just feel like skull on the neck is a choice. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So I feel, I feel bad for saying he's unwell. He just maybe is not the best decision maker. Listen, I never said he was unwell. I said at least six people on Reddit are wondering, you know, <laughs> if he's okay. Yeah, yeah, that is totally fair. Uh, so yeah, that's, we're cooking Rocky Mountain oysters. Yay! Oh boy, <laughs> how? I guess I have a question for the group let's about start, this. Let's start with that. This is one of those things where, like, I have no familiarity with this particular ingredient. And so it feels like, I mean, they keep describing it and describing it and describing it, but like, how does, how does that go for you guys in terms of navigating any given challenge where they're like, it's all about this thing you probably don't have at home. Uh, Yeah. Great question. I mean, I guess I was just noped out pretty hard from the beginning. So like, I didn't put a ton of thought into what it was like, because I had already given up on trying to picture this for my own safety is a, On, from the moment they were on the plate, I was like, a I'm testicle done. Or? <laughs> oh, like I, if it I was, was sweetbreads, would it be different? If it was what? Sweetbreads. Sweetbreads irritate me so much because it is neither sweet nor bread. And I like sweets and I like breads and this is neither of them. Yeah, that's how they get you. It's gross. What were you going to say, Kyle? Oh, no, that, that was what I was going to bring up is I am a hard pass on Rocky Mountain Oysters, but I think this is the only time I've ever heard like an actual description of what they're supposed to taste like when I think it was Carrie saying that they're basically like glands. They're mm-hmm. big, giant sweetbreads. So you have to cut them down in a way that's like palatable. And it's like, oh, great. Now I understand what it tastes like. I have you had sweetbreads? As far away from me as possible. Hmm. Have any of you guys eaten yeah. sweetbreads? Yeah. I have. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, and I think I, I navigated them with a lot of like, low-key concern (laughs) like i just was sort of like "Mm, i don't know about this uh and so i don't i don't really remember the flavor of them so well as much as i remember just being like i wish this wasn't happening (laughs) there was another on the top chef reddit conversation that was like uh people were somebody was looking down on this uh, the eating of bull testicles and then somebody else was pointing out there's a lot of other parts of animals that we throw away or like and like chicken wings used to be a garbage product uh that only uh was fed in like desperate situations and then it became trendy with this one sauce and so then it became much more popular and mm-hmm. i recognizing all of that i just also think it's important to recognize the humanness of saying nah no i think sweetbreads are like the licorice of meats where like there's people like oh i love sweetbreads when i think you're full of crap like no one actually likes the taste of sweetbreads. <laughs> like, making no you stick up for licorice of licorice it's Are you good. talking specifically like about licorice. black licorice? <laughs> and here's like the thing. I don't believe her either, and I've been around her a lot. I, You've seen me eat it. Wait, wait. You don't believe me? Yeah, every time you, you, you eat that, it, I feel like you're doing a bit. You oh know boy. that I do not eat things that I don't like. That's true. Okay, that's true. Like, I cannot do it. You know that. That is true. Yeah, I mean... Cooking yeah. for Megan is a delight because uh, you never, like, wonder where you stand. 
She's a <laughs> she's a real honest judge, and not she won't say it, but her face she'll be like, "No, it's good. I'm done. I'm just not hungry." Like you can real tell. Yeah, but I yeah. but you've seen me black licorice. I, I like just think it. you're doing a bit. I think you're very committed to this bit, like everyone else. Everyone <laughs> likes it. It'd be a lot of commitment for me. <laughs> Uh, I I feel like it just it seems human to be like I don't think I want to eat that testicle and I think everybody should be like that's fine I respect that but yeah. it is but I totally agree with you Kyle that a description of what it, like what it's more analogous to yeah, yeah. and it's not just like a bladder full of testicle stuff you know yeah. well like, can I actually oh, ask God. a dumb question about that is it full of yeah. testicle stuff it's full of testicle. No? Right. But yeah. Is it like also, I don't know, like when you took them from the bull, had they were, were they, they full? full? Yeah. <laughs> had they been working? I think that is there a milk it might be part of the butchery oh, process. No. I was going to say it looks cuz they look like they are a lot of like muscle that needs to be peeled away and then it was like, like an organ. Some yeah. some organy bit inside. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking they've been cleaned and we'll just leave it at that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's good. Oh my god. The shots of them like working with those things, I was like, "What? What?" I was baffled, and, <laughs> and then I stopped looking yeah. for a little bit because I got really queasy. It is like Aww. a yeah. It's also just like it's a novelty ingredient. Uh, it is like it's it the is. fact that it's gross is part of the sale- selling point. It's like the funny reason they do it. Um, well, it's like the haggis of Colorado. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh, you're here. You better eat the thing. Like, that's kind of. But, like, yeah, one else was stupid enough to eat this, so we will. Yeah, Yeah, we named it something weird, so you'd be curious. (laughs) Yeah. It's one of those things where they're like, where it's probably like, you're visiting, and they're like, hey, you have to try this. It's a classic. And they're like, well, do you you eat this all of the time, Colorado? And like, no. This is horrifying. (laughs) I just make new people do it. No. We only serve it when guests are in from out of town. It's like in that way, maybe it is less like haggis than I originally thought. Yeah, maybe it's more I think it's more (laughs) like telling people to ask about the basement uh at the Alamo. It's more of like this is just a joke we play on visitors as a group. But hey, if there are some hardcore Rocky Mountain Oyster fans out there, holler at us around your mouthfuls of Rocky Mountain Oyster. (laughs) I mean, I feel like the chefs did a decent job of preparing them. You know, it wasn't like it wasn't like the spider thing. Yeah, true. Yeah, which is fair. I feel like if you were like, hey, today's challenge is uh, pieces of rock, they'd be like, well, we'll fry it. See how that goes. Cut it real thin. Yeah, you have 30 minutes to try to make it taste good. Yeah, fry it. Well, and that's what you do with sweetbreads, too. Yeah, yeah. I, interestingly enough, I feel like so Carrie was on the bottom of that quick fire, I believe, uh-huh. and um, she's the one who said that she had never made them before, but she practiced after finding out she's going to be on the show because she thought Smart. they're probably going to make us do Rocky Mountain oysters. That seems like their sense Smart. of humor. Man, even though it didn't help, I'm still so impressed with that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I liked that she that her head went there. I thought that was smart. It. I also think she probably should just made toast. See what happened. <laughs> Are we getting down toast? about the toast? I really, yeah. I yeah. feel like this griping about the toast is like the least charming thing that's happened on the show. Oh, I was not griping. I thought it would have been awesome if she made toast. In fact, just because she was on the bottom, I was like, why not do the thing you're great at? I love her toast. I'm all about toast. No, I'm the, I'm the one who's like, I want you to make pasta every meal. Just make it pasta <laughs> chef. That's true. And we do yeah. eat a lot of yeah. pasta and toast around here. We do. Like, like at the same time. <laughs> pasta is uh, the king of dinners. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I uh, yeah. Uh, for and those just a, tuning in. <laughs> yeah, we had a great uh, we had a great elimination challenge because it was mostly pasta. But uh, I guess just to wrap on quick fire. Is that why? You know, well, I mean, I liked that about it. Could be other things. No, true. Yeah, yep. so uh, Carrie's on the bottom. Uh, Joe Stash wins um, the uh, extra half hour in the surprisingly quick elimination challenge. So he gets yeah. he gets a um, an advantage that turns out to not particularly matter as far as I mean he does well, but so does everybody else. It doesn't seem like it made a huge difference. So yeah, that's fine. Yeah, probably informed his choices. I don't know. Yeah. Adrian, yeah, I thought uh, probably had the most tasty quick fire thing but because she buried her oysters in dashi oh yeah i feel like that's a it's always a fun thing we're like i like this because it was bull testicle forward and i i admire her not doing that <laughs> yeah. oh, well, they sorry they Cal, were you still saying taste something? it though right I, you probably yeah, always yeah. do they're probably still tasting it today <laughs> oh uh yeah so uh 
Yeah, let's move on. I feel just just <laughs> not the best. Um, so, uh, so let's say that you had testicles and you'd use them for their more usual mission. You might have created a family. Speaking of families, okay. Top Chef brought the chef's families together to cook their classic family <laughs> meals. Another classic segue by Alex Falcone. Everybody. Yeah, we're going to let Alex take the full credit for that segue. A classic Falcone family segue. <laughs> uh, it is uh, the most proud of myself I've been on this show in a while. Uh, anyway, so the, the chefs, they brought their families in, which is also a, a traditional Top Chef day, except this time their families yes. had to cook for them from their classic what? family recipe books, which, as we've discussed yeah. previously, means probably stolen from normal cookbooks but then adopted as family recipes um mm, that was our yeah, that's always true this was a long not for this that was a long this is a callback to a long discussion we had before this not that Got you it. guys did or not that they did that but that's like what all our families have um that was the thing we discussed oh, yeah. that i got the most uh uh i guess email from mom of the family or mom of the podcast my mom um, about mm. she was not pleased with this insinuation that she had copied recipes out of cookbooks and called them mom's famous soup but it definitely was out of a cookbook wow that's still i mean I, even though i'm not your mom i can understand why she was mad <laughs> I, this is not an insult it's just that i just like giving credit to people it's a great recipe that she found and i just love calling out my mom <laughs> hi alex's mom <laughs> woody anyway. has a problem with it too uh, decided to growl right next to the microphone he's his Ability to find it is uncanny. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the, uh, the uh, chefs, in, the, in a moment that they definitely should have all seen coming, have to make elevated versions of those family recipes. Um, and uh, to give you a, a picture of what our experience was like, Megan, who's a nervous passenger anyway for TV shows, was especially stressed about them letting down their parents. And they didn't. Everybody did great. Oh, man. Well, I was, awesome. Megan, I was also very stressed about this. I was it, Instantaneously, I was like, oh, my gosh, not only are you going to be judged in front of your parents, but then also one of you is going to be like, I didn't do it, Mom. I'm going home. I know. Yeah. It was terrible. And like uh, we've yeah. been through a few of these before. Have, and so have. the minute I saw their families, I started like tearing up. And then I had yep. to like oh, leave no. the room. Yep. And then I came uh-huh. back and I was like totally like upset the whole time because i just knew upset. someone was mm-hmm. gonna go home because yeah of, i mean yeah. that's the way they've set it up yeah. like at the end Tom oh, was totally. like, unfortunately you wonder if you are gonna have to go home for serving a family recipe and i was like yeah <laughs> yeah like, why did you design it that way tom situation <laughs> Yeah. yeah, why couldn't this have been the quick fire, you bald bastard? <laughs> yeah, but then, you know, everyone could say, but they gave me only 90 minutes to make gumbo. Yeah. Or they made me, you know, mm-hmm. gave me 90 minutes to make this thing Big that, trotters. you know, is normally prepared. Yeah. Oh, God. Like, yeah. What? Wow. What a thing. <laughs> that, was, uh-huh. that was a lot of feet for... Yeah. A lot of... <laughs> very so feet, feet forward. So many feet. That was a millipede. This is a real... This is an awful showcase. <laughs> Come on, I want to try again with that joke. It was like a millipig. So it had so many feet. Oh. oh. Yeah, indeed. Cool. Just wanted to get a second airing just to see if it did any better. Not not much. Um uh, I I think the least fun part about these challenges are when the other people's parents have to eat the food and be like, um, I don't know. I think it's awful and my daughter should win. And they didn't do they yeah. just because everything was great. It was just a, it was a, as good of an outcome as you could hope for for a challenge like this. I agree that it was they stressful, all seemed. I mean, but I pictured all the families having to prepare their dishes together, like in a kitchen, like the top chefs oh, do, yeah. and then they they like already seemed to have a rapport by the time they mm. all got to the table. They did, yeah. Like, this is call. all Tanya's fantasy. I hadn't but, thought about that. Yeah, but I really was like, I think they all know each other now, and like everybody's got a grandma these days. <laughs> Yeah, and and Joe's grandma was even like, I got to meet some wonderful people today. Yeah, I know. Oh my gosh, that grandma was the the stress was to have that moment. I know it was. Uh, was, I mean, it was stressful, but I I did love it. It was only because I loved it so much that I was so upset the whole time. (laughs) Yeah, no, I totally understand. Also, I will say, whenever the family members show up, I do get a little excited because I know it's a bumper crop of baby pigs. (laughs) There are always so many pictures of them when they were little. Yep. Oh my goodness. I also I just love how much it humanizes someone to see their parents and how similar they are to them. I just always think that's adorable. Even like Joe Stash, who I've been, I will say, lukewarm on this season. Uh, when uh-huh. he was with 
Papa Joe stash. It was just, it was like, all right, yeah. you, you two, you rascals. It really it rearranged my Joe stash crystals. I gotta say, <laughs> that whole family portrait helped no, me. I just remembered the crystal thing. I'm, I'm no longer rearranged. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I think like he's, he has mellowed out, and yeah. Yeah. I, I am, I'm so appreciative of him. Also, I know we couldn't be here last week, but I just wanted to do a tiny fist pump about how the, the wrong person didn't make it through Last Chance Kitchen. <laughs> yeah. There's no brother. Thank heaven. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And I yeah, and I'm, was, I'm yeah. thoroughly enjoying Joe Flam being back. LA. Yeah. Go for it. Oh, speaking of Joe Stash being similar to his dad, do we realize that Joe Stash is also Joe Stash the third? He is. Yes. There's so yeah. many of them. Joe Stash the third. They just keep and they all make pasta all the time. <laughs> That was. Yeah. I really liked him and his dad together. I like the grandparents so much, and also the fact that all of them made incredible food is pretty rad. It would be a bummer if you're yeah. like, "Hey, they brought on my parents," and my parents were like, "I don't know what I'm doing in here." They had like these really incredible cooks all around the families. You just bring in some rice. I, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This was not just to helper. be clear, mom. This is not a dig about you. This was a hypothetical. It was a character <laughs> whose parents couldn't cook. You guys are great. <laughs> I yeah. I would say actually, you know what? My stress levels were higher when the Volts were trying the family dishes than oh anything. <laughs> like I was really afraid because I was like, these humorless dudes. Do they even know how to be nice to a grandma? Like, what's gonna happen? <laughs> so, yeah, just Someone gonna be like out so much. Well, Joan mom actually, was like, who are the boys with the neck tattoos? <laughs> yes yeah yes Um, (laughs) who was that boy (laughs) the boy seemed nice but the skull on his throat seemed like it was not as nice would it kill him to tie on a cravat (laughs) (laughs) megan what were you gonna say oh uh joan wrote in and and specifically i wrote about how the volts were really nice uh very kind with the families and yeah i bet they're nice boys yeah they could be i i I, guess I think I like both of them. I just, they do stress me out yeah. on screen. They're yeah, just I'm probably a little too hard on Skullneck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are intense. intense. But I like both They're of them serious. very much, too. They're serious boys. Yeah. yeah. I don't think they enjoy cooking. They're great at it. Yeah. They do it but, because they're good. Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah. The hottest take really over here. Me. Sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's well summarized Uh, well yeah i think that's the winning theory yeah (laughs) so the the, and the final result is like everybody did pretty amazing and uh for reasons that aren't entirely weren't entirely clear to me carrie was deemed slightly less amazing um i have two theories please i'd love to hear them sorry uh the stated criticism on the edit for the bravo or for the top chef episode was that um yeah, that Tom wanted her stroganoff to not just have creme fraiche, but to have some of the braising liquid or something there mixed with the uh, creme fraiche mm-hmm. standing in a sour cream. So that way you get the kind of more stroganoffy sauce. That is true, but we've also seen that. So Carrie, it, Adrian won, right? And then Joe Flam and Joe Stash and Carrie all made pastas. And we've seen in the past that Carrie's pasta is not as good as mm-hmm. Joe's or Joe's. Well, and uh, even she said initially she wasn't as happy with how it was coming oh, out. Oh yeah, when her right. dough was going through, that was really really stressful. Yeah, she had it, a real it turned dry out joke. well. It turned it turned out well. It just didn't turn out like mm. Joe Stashes, who makes pasta all the time, every day, every day. Well, and you know, I just think there was some snippet of criticism that Tom said where he was like, "Yeah, one of the pastas wasn't as good," and I was instantly like, "Oh, Carrie." Mm, I, I wonder know. about yeah. that though, but, because when. They were talking about Joe Stash's dish. They mentioned the pasta element as being. Uh, remember, he had to like. Uh, oh, it's the edges of it. The edges it had of it. Dried. He, yeah, no, he had, the edges um, had gotten dry. Torched them. Oh, good and, point. Yeah. And good Tom point. really didn't like that. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. Tom. Yeah, Tom just kept wishing for sauce because he also was like, "Oh, what if you put like some swipe and of sauce across the top of that thing?" Man, or, I sure felt he just yeah. That, he was, that was the he most was a saucy man. That was the most Tom and I connected. I spent a lot of time at restaurants wishing for sauce. Just mm, always sauce. want more sauce. Can't get enough of the sauce. Yeah, yeah. I I think. Yeah, uh, I wonder I, if. Go ahead. I wonder if it's like. I I like the real conspiracy theory read that you have of 
like maybe the dishes weren't that good and they were just being really nice <gasps> because the parents were there. Whoa. And they wanted, no. I, they wanted oh them my all to gosh, really no. great at the end. I mean, I, I don't uh-uh. want to believe this, but it tracks that they wanted to be nice and eating it. And it was really good and the parents loved it, but maybe there were like more fundamental flaws, but they wanted to back up all the feedback they gave with the parents by saying, Carrie, your dish was great. It was just this one creative component that we wished when it was maybe bad pasta. I don't yeah, think that's yeah. what it is, but there's a conspiracy. You're just blowing like, the doors open on this whole thing. Side of my mind that thinks that might be the story. Kyle's not a chemical <laughs> truther. Please don't add us. <laughs> I I will say like it was it it was cool to see everyone just like progressively stepping up their game. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it, that's been true for the last couple of episodes and it's been like, it just feels like such a positive journey yeah. for like everyone in their own ways. And for me, like watching Adrian, like really have multiple like harsh sit downs with herself and then like getting kind of like verbally slapped around by her mom was kind of the best. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Adrian's mom. Definitely. Adrian's mom is awesome. You can see why Adrian is Adrian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Oh yeah. I, uh, I mean, I like all of these theories. I just wish that if it was that her pasta wasn't as good, they said it or whatever it was, because I don't like the criticism from Tom. Why didn't you think of the thing I thought of? That doesn't seem like a yeah. fair standard to hold somebody to. Uh, but the thing like, that he thought of that Carrie didn't is what makes Stroganoff Stroganoff. Yeah. All the judges agreed at the table is if you're going to call it Stroganoff, the best part of Stroganoff is that creamy, saucy part oh, yeah. and not just having plain sour cream with a noodle with beef. Yeah, it's just a classic. That's true. Point, yeah, which it's is a... like, why did you call it this when it's a slightly different thing from this? Yeah, yeah. call it mountain bread. <laughs> call it whatever. You know. Yeah, you're allowed to call it mountain bread. You're just not allowed to call it stroganoff. <laughs> this is a uh, wheat oysters. I <laughs> um, yeah, I. Uh, it also felt like it felt like he was madder at Joe Stash for that pasta thing than he end like at in an early part that he ended up actually being and carries that seemed like that was such a minor thought when she was leaving the judges table and then when they were talking he was like i'm so mad about her not putting this braising liquid in there so well alex all, all i'm gonna say is that the magic elves have edited out every extant instance of well i really like this but if i had to give a criticism right, it would right. be yeah, that's I, yeah. that's what I think it is. I think everyone did well. They were splitting hairs, and I just it, that's a tough edit to put together to justify it all. But it just felt slightly, slightly unjustified, and if not totally unjust, mostly this is my heart. I just really like Carrie, yeah. and I I would have been a little surprised if she'd won. But I was just having so much fun with her, and especially the trying the oysters ahead of time. It's like her. It's like her. Uh, dirt cake her whole cake or whatever she's just mm-hmm. just c- constantly impressing me with how how she how hard she's working and how smart she's working yes i would have rather she received ten thousand dollars worth of crystals than joe stash <laughs> <laughs> um so that brings the elimination which that brings us through the elimination carrie has to go home it is sad although it does seem like she takes it rather well it was another very graceful exit um yeah she made the finale yeah the restaurant will get more business yeah people know who she is absolutely well and i again like with another super positive personal journey i loved that she was like i think i proved myself wrong and i like you know deserve to be here longer than i thought i did and i am way stronger and better at everything than i thought i was and like Uh i i just was so i've just been so into everyone like you know sort of feeling themselves (laughs) as like a theme (laughs) Yeah, that's um, I support on Top well. every time. I like that. Yeah, yeah. And that like that has just felt so much more like what everyone needs to do this time. Like there isn't that sort of random like super cocky jerk person that we're all just like putting up with. Like everyone is having these like personal epiphanies at different, you know, they're all in different levels in their careers, but like it's just so heartening. I don't know. There's something really sweet about it. I feel like, like I guess this is getting towards our, because this is the end of the end of part one of the finale and next we have two more episodes and we're going to go to uh to aspen for the close yeah we've got a really rangy finale this time yeah they're going all over the place um but uh i i guess i just i want adrian to win because she has that arc so much more than i want the joes who just seem like they their their arcs especially because i like that kind they just I just want Joe to look at a notebook of things he's done wrong before he cooks, and that would help a lot. And that's for both the Joes. But just rooting for Adrian so hard at this point because she has it feels like the most 
uh, arc that mm. she's gone the furthest in terms of growth, and the other two seem like they're mostly mm-hmm. just doing their thing. And I just yeah. like her. Like, yeah. watching her problem solve how to do a gumbo was, like, so cool. I think her technique is oh, so, yeah. like admirable awesome. and awesome and then like yeah. the yes. fact that she really successfully like took this dish like internalized what the flavors and the core components and most of all like the feeling yeah. of like mm-hmm. eating a gumbo mm-hmm. was like mm-hmm. and then was able to translate it into something so elegant and so beautiful yes. it was yeah. just really cool and I just like her I just she seems like fun and cool and I'm always like why aren't we friends let's hang out yeah Call me, Adrian. I don't think we've given enough credit to that dish because the way they described it was like she was making gumbo, but she took each of the proteins out and still Mm -hmm. had the gumbo taste like gumbo, which is crazy to me. And then the roux, she took time with the roux. Yeah, she spent, she did such a good job with the roux. But normally it's like, isn't it that roux plus like 12 hours with the shrimp in? Uh, Yes. And so she did all that without that. And then she cooked each of the proteins separately to the caliber of fine dining and then put them back in. That is a really clever twist and just seemed like just firing on all cylinders. I, that was such an impressive, yeah, impressive that performance. that was 90 minutes. Also, what? just I keep thinking about her putting the rice in that cra- in yeah. that like lobster yeah. tail. Like, oh, I just there's that something about so that good. like oh. detail that I was like, girl. <laughs> <laughs> also so cool to be to so cool treat yourself to white rice you know everyone always telling you, you got to get brown rice and be sad but you can sometimes get pillowy it's white not rice. better <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a white rice guy yeah, sorry it's delicious it's really nice you yeah. feel like you're like somebody took the time to take all of the chewy parts off this and make it just pillowy goodness mm. it's real nice and I don't often treat myself that way, but this is fun. But uh, let's see what other people are thinking. Megan, it's time for. It's time for Megan's mailbag. You can get in touch with Megan. Mailbag at packyourmics.com. You can also send her stuff on Facebook or Twitter or through our website. And uh, we had a fun week this week, at least because at least one person switched from Twitter to Facebook. We had some people jumping around mediums. So however you send it, Megan will get it. Megan, what's in your mailbag today? Lots of great stuff in the mailbag. <laughs> As usual. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Okay. Sorry. This It's just so... Anyway. Lots of great stuff in the mailbag. Mm-hmm. Let's hear about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Well, Adrian wrote in and asked, uh, do you think Bruce Adrian? was annoyed? Uh, <laughs> Hi, Adrian. Oh. <laughs> may Anyone have, been a, may have possibly been a different show. Adrian. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, still a great Adrian, I'm sure. Yes. yes if you, and if that Adrian needs friends, let's get breakfast tacos. <laughs> um, she asked, do you think Bruce was annoyed at all the pasta in this episode? Oh, I bet. I was thinking about that. He must be so frustrated that everyone made pasta and no one got a dirty look from Padma. I know, right? I was wondering if, wouldn't it be funny if he had gotten to this episode and his family had come and their traditional holiday dish had nothing to do with pasta? Yeah, it was like, uh, this is rice and stir fry or something. It's right. like, yeah. go for it. <laughs> I I assume that's why no one cared, right? It's because it was like, well, their parents made pasta. They had to. Yeah. I yeah. think everyone got a pasta pass. This, uh, <laughs> a pasta. Pasta. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> for sure um uh let's see uh mystery wh- white girl whites writes in <laughs> she whites in <laughs> writes in um <laughs> and uh says uh after learning who the three finalists are she doesn't think the elves did a great job of um of making her uh, predict or care about the winner of the season. Mm. She really likes Adrian, but she felt like she hasn't gotten a lot of love in the the editing. Um, and like we've, yeah. we've only sort of just met her. Do you guys agree with that? It sounds like you're agreeing with that. Quiet. It's she's just. It's like yeah. They've they've picked their spots where they're like talking about her, but it definitely felt like she was later to come out in the season as a personality and maybe that was like a deliberate choice like to mirror her like food journey where she it took her some time to figure out how she wanted to cook on the show but it also just felt like i don't know like they kind of let her fall by the wayside a little bit well she also i mean i guess i think she had she had kind of a slow start she was in the bottom the first three challenges and uh 
and then like in the middle twice and then in the bottom again and then in the middle again and then it was episode eight where she just took this turn and went top uh bottom top top win so she's just peaked right at this right time so i feel like they gave her the screen time that she had earned in the first few episodes when they had so many other people to focus on who were doing better or worse and then they gave or her crazier yeah or crazier and then yeah. in that episode eight they gave her there's like a 45 minute documentary about her notebook i mean like we really got a lot of her where when she was cooking well <laughs> and that's when we all fell in love well, with her and but- it was great but I also will say, I don't think that she personally made, knew or articulated her sort of central issue until late in the season. Like she didn't True. fully, like she says to camera, like, I didn't realize this, but I'm not sure I knew what my voice was. Right. And I'm only just realizing that I need to get that together, yeah. like immediately. Yeah. And so like the fact that she had that realization when she did, I think helped determine like, you know, if you say like, oh, I'm just like really struggling with like not getting home to see my my son. Like yeah. if you say that all the time, like you, you know, that's a good thing to toss in. Whereas like Adrian just being like, I'm writing in my notebook. <laughs> it's like a little harder to capture yeah, until totally. like, she opens up about what she's trying to figure out. Um, can I toss it? I want to toss in a fun fact since you just mentioned the thing about the baby with Bruce. Um, this is also from uh, from the Top Chef Friday. This is from uh, Desily, uh, who was watching an episode of Chopped from 2013, and Bruce was competing on it, and he said his motivation was to Aww. win the $10,000 to help him and his wife adopt a child. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Isn't that did, amazing? Did Five he? years later, they like it, they got it, and he was like, I, ha- like, I want to win money on Top Chef to help everything. Like, he's... He's been working on it. He's been doing everything he can, and their dreams came true. Oh, Bruce. Just like <laughs> Butterfunk wanted to go to the Super Bowl, Bruce wanted to adopt a child. Everyone's getting their dreams this year. It's really I'm sweet. Like the, Everyone, yeah. I'm thinking the meeting Bruce had with like the adoption agent. They're like, so how are you going to provide for this child? It's like, I've got a couple appearances on <laughs> cooking reality shows. <laughs> cooking competitions. No. That's my plan. Yeah. I got some big plans with some big pastas. <laughs> Uh, gonna go places uh yeah it was also apparently if you watch we haven't watched a lot of chopped this is not not one of our shows but apparently if you watch the last five years of chopped you'll see basically everyone who's ever going to be on top chef later yes it's like the first draft of that feels right uh joe mustache was on there fatima was on Chopped before um yeah this this is one of their main casting things i think is they watch chopped and are like who's good enough to graduate to the big leagues Mm. i think people probably go on chopped knowing that they're gonna have to like try out for top chef and like Oh, this yeah, is a it's good, good practice. practice thing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because it's much crazier, but it's still like cooking under pressure. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like and do... also like a more sustained thing. Like you're going to get way more exposure. And, and basically, you're doing like three quick fires in a row, right? That's the chopped format. Yeah, but or with four. dumb stuff. With dumber stuff. Like... <laughs> dumb stuff. Yeah. I don't like, like a it. you know, dumb it's like thing. a basket and like a hand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and some bowl nuts and a rubber chicken. <laughs> yeah, it's all prank food. <laughs> That is really funny. Just <laughs> all right, uh, Megan. What else in the bag? Sorry, I was gonna go on riff on that, and then I gave up. You gave up. Okay. <laughs> I was like, man, I'm sick of me, and then I changed the changed gears back to you. Aw. No, 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 good. I just I've just talked too much. <laughs> wow. Megan, mailbag. Um, uh, Danielle writes in, and um, she says that she remembers. Uh, the editors, or sorry, she remembers Adrian mentioning that she wanted to be the first black female top chef, and she wonders if that was the editors foreshadowing a potential win. Mm. I'm into it. I mean, yes. Yeah, I would also be into it. I, f- I still feel frustrated about, what was his name? The guy who won when that when the black woman really should have won. I think this has happened a few times, actually. <laughs> yeah, uh, there was Jose. The Washington, D.C. season, I think. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was, oh, God, she was... Um, Carla? Or- no, it wasn't Carla. It was after Carla. Carla's from D.C., but I don't well, think she was on the D.C. season, if I remember correctly. Oh, okay. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, the name's escaping Also, me, yeah. for what it's worth, we were talking to some friends who are fans of both the show and Top Chef and who are better at remembering names because they rewatch old seasons all the time. So oh. just shout out to wow. the friends of the friend of the show, uh, uh, Analea, who is yelling at us right now, telling us the name and the season and the location of whatever we're talking about. So, sorry. Yeah. Correct. We bow down. Your skills are superior. I can't even remember yeah, my own super name sorry. or anyone's birthday half the time, so... <laughs> Yeah. Don't expect me Fair. to remember all these chefs. Same, 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 same. Yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah, so there's, there's DC season. Let's see. I can't remember. Was that 11, did we say? Ooh. Yeah. It's, don't no, make 11 was numbers. New Orleans. Oh, 11 was New Orleans. I loved that season. Um, it was good. 
Yeah. No, 10 was Seattle. Okay, good. Well, let's stop Googling. Um, but anyway, yeah, that, there's definitely <laughs> there's definitely been a couple of those where it felt there was like some somebody we didn't like who won over somebody we liked more. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, we just learned via Wikipedia that if it's DC, we're talking about fan favorite was Tiffany. Mm-hmm. That was Tiffany. a black lady on a on a no, mission. No, and you know I was thinking of Nina. Oh, Nina, oh, Nina, Nina, Nina lost Nina. to Elmi. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and that Nina. Was the, that, oh my god, that was like the saddest. Basically murdered every single challenge forever, and then Nicholas was like, "Um, my neck is enormous high." <laughs> <laughs> <Ugh. laughs> yeah. Um. Was that that was the saddest one, right? Jeremy was also sad. That was but, really such a bummer. Um, yeah. Yeah, that one and the California one where Jeremy won, I think, was also, we thought, was a little sad. Yeah. Um, yeah. No disrespect to Jeremy. We just liked other people better. Oh, yeah. okay. True, true. I prefer not disrespect anybody because they're all listening now, but you guys know how I feel. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Nicholas. I'm sure your neck is a totally normal size in real life. <laughs> yeah. We always said perceived neck thickness, not actual neck thickness. We did. A, yeah. PNT. The t- Emphasis on the P. The TV adds... <laughs> 20 pounds to your neck. That is a normal and one skull. I'm wow. sure my neck would look silly on TV too. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sad, probably true thing. Yep. Some, oh. you, not, not you. In, I just mean like in general, something about me would look ridiculous on TV and people would be mean about it on a podcast that it would ruin my day. Just, yeah, no, I'm sure there's a reason I avoid cameras and televisions. Yeah. Uh, Megan Wells is in the bag. Um, well, just to finish Danielle's thought, she says that she needs Adrian to prevent an all Joe finale. Oh, so much. Oh Although she does realize that it would be um, if, it, if the all Joe finale happened, it would be vindication for Ezra um, and his crazy <laughs> predictions. <laughs> prob- I don't know. If he just, I mean, he probably said something crazier, like the Joes will be on the same team or wearing the same pants. Ezra never just predicts a clean Joe finale. Right. He always goes big. But... And he yet, always to say, we Joe can't remember finales. what he said. That's true. That's true. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. He does have this thing where he always predicts Joe finales. That's right. Yeah. That's true. Um, yeah. I, I, oh, I just wanted to be her. And I just, I mean, I love Joe Flam too. He's just such a likable yeah. dude. But I'm just he so is. much more into her story right now. How cute was it when he was talking about all the different chefs that he's worked with, which is everyone, and that he knows Oprah? And then, yeah. oh, who was it? Carrie's like, you're probably the most famous person uh, I've ever met. And he's like, yeah, that's right. I am. <laughs> Megan was uh, so, really sorry, go ahead, Kyle. I realized something when he mentioned Oprah too, uh, is like, I think everyone from Chicago has like three facts about Oprah that they just know. <laughs> when he mentioned Oprah's house, or when Carrie mentioned Oprah's house, he's like, she's got 47 homes. Sarah immediately said to me, you know, that's true. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> she has so many homes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Just, just a thing that I somehow now know and will never forget. I mean, why would you? I just want to know what all of them smell like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Megan was so convinced because they talked about uh, Oprah for so long that Megan was like, I'm sure that like the, the challenge now, the quick fire is going to be cooking for Oprah. And then there was no Oprah. And they're like, they're going into the house where the families are. And she's like, I bet it's Oprah. She's just every, Oh no. Well, never I Oprah, was, Megan. It's never Oprah. I, I sort of knew it wasn't Oprah because they wouldn't have mentioned it. I think Maybe a bit of giveaway. Yeah. It would have been too much of a giveaway. Oh. So I was like, I knew yeah. it wasn't Oprah, but I was just like, I don't know. I was just well, and it. I was like, if they got Oprah, they would have teased that the oh, entire yeah. season. Yeah, like oh, every yeah. single <laughs> next time on Top Chef would be Oprah like biting into something and being like, mm, like that would have been <laughs> would have been everywhere. Uh, what else you got? Um, I think it was Ezra last week was talking about sandwiches. <laughs> Usually have. is. Uh, yeah. Wait, shocking. wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> You're telling me the phone. Did, so did he mention something about a beef on wax sandwich? Oh, why are we talking about that? We did talk about that. I can't remember why. Oh, it was why. the sandwich documentary. The sandwiches oh, you yeah. will like documentary. And yes. that was one of the sandwiches that the documentary supposed we would like. Right. Um, well, Kate writes in and she says that um, she hasn't heard of anyone knowing about beef on whack outside of Buffalo, New York. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. It's a really slow roasted beef with horseradish gravy on a Kimmel whack. That's not real what either. Is, I don't what? know. I don't what know what a Kimmelweck is. 
In the sandwich, the tasty the sandwich. sandwich. <laughs> I like the sandwich strong. I don't, Four you guys, I don't know. Tonight. I I am, um, let's see. Oh, it's a hard roll similar to a crusty Kaiser roll mm. sprinkled with caraway and coarse salt instead of sesame or poppy seed topping. Hardest. Mm, I do love a caraway seed yeah. very much. I think the hardest part yes. about eating a Kaiser roll is that pointy top. Ayo. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle's just nodding silently over yeah, here. Yeah, that's a that's so true. <laughs> <laughs> it's true and real. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else you got? Closes out. Well, I I just wanted to mention if if you um, were enjoying Michael Vitaggio's uh, tattoos on this on this episode, mm-hmm. um, Sean has uh-huh. written in previously to let us know about another magical elves reality show called ink master oh um that he thinks fans of top chef might like because that has a similar format so wait what is this like you have to do a fast tattoo and then a tattoo with more time put into it you know i don't know you're gonna have to watch this that is terrifying yeah that's like they have different challenges around like a particular type of tattoo artistry and then i think there are also there are various spinoffs in which like the tattoo artists have to fix bad tattoos, which oh, is like a that. total, like that's an industry. Um, yeah, and you know, work. yeah, yeah. It's a, it's, it's an interesting set of things. Yeah. That wow. is, that takes a lot of creativity is looking at like looking at the word and figuring out how you can change the letters to be a tree mm-hmm. or whatever. That's really, yeah. Or like somebody's face and how you're going to make that into somebody else. <laughs> sure. Hope you like dolphins. Cause Melissa only is ever a dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's got dolphin like cheekbones. It's the best. Like, we got to go with what we have. Yeah. And you have to tell everybody you once the white says, I love dolphin. <laughs> weird. <laughs> I don't know if I would actually like that show. Well, I mean, it's the elves. <laughs> yeah, I do like well, the elves. It is we, the elves. We've watched, yeah. Didn't they do? They did a. Um, there was like a a design show where they had to do interior design. Uh, yeah. For one season, that was that I really liked. Weird. They had little tiny temporary rooms. They had to like. Yeah. Design in. Was I that called Design Star? That. Yeah. Was, yes. I thought there was. Is that okay? I knew there was a show called Design Star. I didn't know that was the one. Could I, be I'm the pretty, one. Well, I said it so confidently, and now I'm immediately doubting myself. Um, in typical Design fashion. Star, but might be I don't a know. I, th- I think that's right. Is it? Oh my god, I don't know. No one challenged me. I'll immediately fold. Well, no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no, because this is a. Uh, 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 well, actually, oh, you know what? Uh, there's. This is the seventh incarnation of this show, so it could be that it was an earlier version of the show that we were think I'm thinking of. Anyway, there's a lot out there, but I, Magic Elves do some fun things. Yeah. Um. We'll we'll close out with a, a bold prediction from Adrian. Yes, please. Uh, Adrian. Adrian. <laughs> hi. Hi, Adrian. Hi. <laughs> hey, girl. Uh, well, she yeah, she would be in a position to know what what's gonna happen. Yeah, but, bold um, prediction. Mm. <laughs> I know what happened. Uh, she thinks that the finale is finally going to require the chefs to make munchies on demand for a high panel of judges. I did see they last week said hi so many times. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh! It, it felt like they were trying to get high out of their system I, last week. I I saw somewhere. Somebody said, this is probably Reddit, and somebody said with some authority that I cannot validate, but that that uh, there was an interview where Padma had said they, they wanted to do it, they talked about doing it, there was just no way, since it's not legal nationally, there was no way they could get it with the network to be on board for it and actually do a challenge that involves any... And anyway, I, of the versions of it, the thing I like the most idea is that the judges get high and then you feed them because they would just like it more. I like and that I way more than cooking Tom. with the things. Oh my gosh, Tom! Tom Hyde, that, really oh my gosh! I mean, he just, yeah. Just a few more grains of salt. Just, just. <laughs> I mean, he talked all about his like great history, getting stoned at his first job That's at like true. a shack where they served fish. Uh, I want to say, yeah, it was some like uh, fried oyster, fried oysters yeah. or something. And the guy, and the guy that he worked with was always like, "You can get a ride and share my weed," <laughs> which sounded great. Oh, yeah. <sighs> oh, Tom. I I think that is way more fun than the idea of cooking with weed, where it's like, we're going to make you this oh, thing yeah. where you're going to try not to taste the main ingredient, and then an hour later might ruin your day. 
after it's over. Like, yeah. this is any sort of edible weed challenge would just be very strange. So definitely get Tom high, see what happens. Um, that's a great prediction, and we're going to hear more. But first, if you want to send an email to Megan, and don't we all? It's always great to talk to Megan. Um, there it is. Mailbag at packyourmics.com. That's how you can find her. Thank you, Megan. And thank you, everybody, who wrote into this mailbag this week. We really appreciate all of you. And I'm yeah, sorry we don't, great to hear from you. Sorry we don't have the more annoying ding song. All right, and now it's time for our final thoughts and our bold predictions. Uh, who's got one for finale part one of two? Or I guess part three of four or whatever. Uh, or I, or just thoughts on what you want to happen? I got one just, I don't know how bold it is, but I just have a prediction. Mm-hmm. Which is that um, the Joe Down is avoided. That it's going to be Adrian versus Joe Stash. Joe Down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. No, it's great. I just don't uh, want people to miss it. I want I want all of that breathe. I a think bit. I think Adrian is going to bust out her new voice and she's going to stun us all and she's going to walk away with the win. I love like it. A, like a walk off win in the dessert. She's going to be like, I got this. I want that very much, and I want her to be. I want yeah. Joe Flam suing for her because uh, he would be a delight and he would work really hard. Oh yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Do we think Flam doesn't have what it takes to go all the way? Uh, I I don't know. I just, in in that world, Chris, in the universe that Chris imagined, I'm also imagining Joe Flam being like the first choice Sue. Mm. Yeah, I guess Joe I Flam I would be down for. Oh, go ahead. I think he has it in him. Uh, I think the problem is he's a little bit too chill about everything. So whenever he makes a decision, he's like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna make a meatball, put it inside of a ravioli, and you know it's gonna be real good. And if it's not, I mean, <laughs> I'm Joe." <laughs> <laughs> if it's not then like joe out i guess yeah yeah he doesn't have the that like crystal intensity mm-hmm. that joe stash does mm-hmm. i uh i was thinking about thinking about the sues for the finale which is obviously in two weeks but uh i i did watch the uh, hell's kitchen this year which i don't really recommend but um in the finals where they have all the other contestants come back to help sous chef or to help th- actually they're just line cooks in that show but to come back and line cook it was the the mm. f- i saw the thing that i've always assumed would happen at some point which was one of the contestants came back and was like i hope you lose and just did not want to be there did not try no. hard for her team she was like i'm not gonna sabotage no. but i just don't care what happens i'm not gonna try i'm not gonna communicate oh, it is, yeah, wolf and a half. It is, it is so uncomfortable, but also like I just assumed at some point that was going to have to happen. Someone was yeah. going to be super sour grapes, but wow, yeah, yikes! No spoilers about what happens wolf. after that, but that is, uh, this is an interesting, an interesting thing that has never happened on Top Chef, and I am glad of it. Yeah. Um, other uh, bold I think predictions. I have a bold prediction. I got one. Go for it. I think uh, that during the food and wine classic. Uh, mustache Joe is going to be in a, like a heightened emotional state, uh, and there's going to be a <laughs> blinding. There's going to be a blinding flash of light, and because he's in like a, a, a turb, turbulent emotional state, a, a spirit is going to channel his body through one of his crystals. Because mm-hmm. unbeknownst to him, he's just playing willy nilly with crystals. One of them is a portal. <laughs> and, uh, oh. I think there's going to be. A 100% legitimate human possession in the middle of the Aston Food and Wine Classic. And he's Is he going to trade bodies with someone? Is this like a freaky Friday? He's going to get freaky Friday'd? No, I think I think a spirit is going to take over Joe Stash's body, still pull off the elimination challenge, and it's going to be Adrian versus Joe Mustache in the finale. I don't know if it's actually wow. going to be Joe Mustache in the finale or the spirit slash demon, but I, I'm predicting a crystal slash possession. demon. Slash demon is pretty bold. I mean, I don't know what's coming through this crystal. Nobody really can, but that—that's what—that's my bold prediction for this week. So I—I mm-hmm. I, I appreciate, it, but like, what's the bold part? <laughs> that he's still going to win, and it's going to oh, be okay. a spirit that, that is also pretty bold. Has the cooking ability to impress Top Chef master judges. I'd say it's the mesquite smoke. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Well, you sold that. Well, one. I was gonna. Was I'm gonna me, make. I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just. I just. <laughs> Kyle just packed a bag and walked out the door. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to make a prediction on behalf of like anxious persons Mm -hmm. and just say that like catering challenges tend to put me on edge. Mm -hmm. Um, And the pre edit where you are sort of foretold that Adrian's going to like have some issues is like already stressing me out. Like I've got a full like true got a lot of days to prepare for this and I'm already really, really worried. (laughs) 
Yeah. Do you think uh, of the three, can we remember, is are any one of the three either really good or really bad at catering challenges? Oh. I don't think nope. they've had too many catering challenges this season. It hasn't been a very, like, serve 150 to 300 people. It's just the Super season. Bowl, and the they Super were all Bowl. bad. Yeah. And the yeah, everybody yeah, was bad. Everybody, everybody bombed that one. Although that was, was the Super Bowl? No, I'm sorry. That was Restaurant Wars where Joe Stash bombed it and was like, right. I did amazing. Well, that yeah. was the yeah. what uh, Megan pointed out before, before to me, which is that um, t- as far as like voting for Adrian with my heart, but also with my money, is that Joe Stash has been a little fluky. He's had some real big whiffs, and it just like, mm-hmm. he, I don't mm-hmm. want anyone to choke in a finale, but like he, he isn't bulletproof going into this. He does seem like Joseph might be be, at a little bit of a lead, maybe, but also he seems wobbly. Yeah. I would be more comfortable if this is a challenge where somebody biffs it harder. I I would never like a finale where somebody biffs it and somebody else does amazing. That's just not as satisfying. No, not at all. sucks. Yeah. I'm thinking back on the season, and the only three, like, big catering challenges I can remember were the first challenge, the food truck challenge, and then the tailgate. And all three of those, I think, I the first challenge was the first week, but I don't think anyone really nailed the serve a lot of people challenges this season. Yeah. So I wonder if next week might be a three person. And the the food pilot. truck um, ruined Logan Paul's career. So oh. <laughs> I think it was the last the last great thing in his career. <laughs> the last good thing he did <laughs> before he fell. Actually, you know what? I will call something bold. I think because they have to do a big catering challenge, this next episode might be where the sous chefs come in mm. and not the finale. I'd be into that. Just a thought. Yeah, that would Bring be neat. Yeah. us Fatima. <laughs> oh, I know. Also, I just uh, like a Top Chef versus real life thing. I had this idea about Gail a few episodes ago where I was like, I wonder if she's pregnant just because of the way they were dressing her. And it turns out she totally is pregnant. Oh my God. I just, yeah. That's all. I'm, I just wanted to say. Good for you. Like, Congrats, Gail. Double, double <laughs> impressed that you noticed that and also that you were like, I don't want to gamble on saying that out loud. No, because that's rude. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. You, you were like, right in the right way. But she just did. Yeah, I just was like, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Congrats, Gail. Go Gail. So happy. I'm into it. I have uh, another bull prediction that I want to get on the record when I couldn't make it last week. Okay. Uh, my bull prediction is that, like, not on Top Chef, but somewhere down the line, it's revealed that Paul Liebricht is not an actual chef, and he's a oh, British comedian yes. that is impersonating different <gasps> yes. shows, because that, I, he might as well have been named Bill Foodman, because... <laughs> <laughs> I, I want this to be time. true so hard. I know. And it's oh my gosh. Crumpets International. Yeah, yeah. His business is, is like Crumpets International and he cooks crumpet in the sky. Entertainment. A crumpet yeah. Entertainment. Entertainment. He just, yeah. All he does is also like high altitudes. What are you even doing? 18,000 feet. 18,000 feet. Like why do people insist on going up so high and then just living a difficult life? Like oh, why are we doing that so much? Did you see the, or do you either see it on Reddit or hear our reveal about that? No, he wow, definitely no. never worked anywhere close to eighteen thousand feet. The, what? What? Oh yeah, he, it's not possible. It's not possible. <laughs> the highest point in Europe is like fourteen thousand feet. He worked at the, oh. the 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 ski resort that he worked at that he names that he says is at eighteen thousand feet. Is it uh, one thousand eight hundred meters, which is like lower mm. than Denver? It's not even close. Oh, yeah. he's he's really bad at conversion. Possibly, okay. it's possible that. The, the elves were bad at conversion. We're like, hey, you worked at 18,000 feet. And he was like, okay. Um, I don't know. But like 18,000 feet would have to be like, he'd have to be on a, like a 5,000 foot stilts at his actual, uh, at like the highest point in Europe. So it was not, not even close. Not even close. Yeah. Not to mention the walking. <laughs> Oh, Mr. <laughs> wished it was a Wellington. <laughs> yeah, but still, 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 he had some solid altitude baking advice. Total, oh, yeah, so yeah, because that, maybe, you know, he was at 5,000 feet. That's still legitimately difficult. Water boils a different temperature. Yeah, again, you've already gone up so high. Why are you baking a cake? Like, <laughs> just calm down, everyone. Den- now, now, Denver needs cakes, too. But <laughs> oh, just so, well, so I much ha- climbing and then whining and whining about how high up you are. I want that to be true, uh, and if it is, or if any of these bold predictions come true, we'll talk about it more next week. That's it for our episode. We will see you for two more episodes. We're very excited about it. You can subscribe, review, and donate all at packyourmics.com, and you can always send mail to Megan, mailbag at packyourmics.com. Um, 
you know, Kyle, I'm really glad to have you back. You did a great job today. Uh, <laughs> you and Sarah were wonderful to talk I'm to. Tanya, great. Smoking. Chris, very close, but pack your mics. You got to get Chris. You tried really hard, um, but you let your yeah. parents down. Oh. oh no! Oh, God. Not by a lot. It's happening again. They're still proud of me. <laughs> They're still proud of me, and I just learned that if I want to make something good, I need to do it in more than ninety minutes. Yeah, take your time. You really, I'm sorry, Kyle. I like walked over your joke was because I was trying to get to that, but it was great. I'm so glad you were back. You, uh, your, your demon thing, funniest thing I've ever heard. Really <laughs> I kept it together because I wanted to make my joke, but it was really funny. <laughs> Uh, we'll talk to all four of you next week, I think, right? Uh, yeah, that's the plan. Should, should be. be. Should be. Yeah. yeah. Megan, thank you, too. Thank you. We should go get dinner. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll talk to everybody. Take care. Thanks for listening. Uh, we don't have a thing we say at the end, right? We just go? All right. <laughs>